This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Gen Z Money. This week, we're talking about a really exciting topic, and that is how to start investing. And I thought, who better to have on this episode than my good friend, Queenie. Queenie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I love like listening to it while I'm working. I think it's a really great one. So lovely to yeah, be thank here. Thank you so much. Well, I'm sure many people listening to this podcast would know, um, but I know I found you through your YouTube channel, Invest with Queenie. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about that and why you started that channel? Yeah, sure. So I started it actually back during COVID. And the reason why I started was um, actually wasn't a great time. I felt very grateful at the time because um, I didn't lose my job. But during that time, I just felt so bad because I saw so many other people around me losing my job. My, My workplace was really struggling. And I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, my gosh, like if I if this was two or three years ago, like, I would be out of a job. I was already struggling to make ends meet. And if I was in that position during COVID, I don't know what I would have done. And I I just felt like I needed to maybe start creating content to give that person back then hope. And, you know, if you're struggling, it's it's not forever. And it's, it's not because like you can't make it, you know, because I know that I was, if I was in that position, that's what I would have wanted to hear. So I decided to, yeah, create the channel and create some content. Amazing. Um, Well, I thought I'd ask you a few questions, obviously about your relationship and your journey with investing to hopefully inspire people out there who are maybe a bit nervous to jump into that world. Because I know definitely for myself, it was, uh, I think the hardest part's always starting. So I'll start off with the first question, which is, when did you first start investing? So I first started investing pretty much like when I moved out of home. I think it was 2017. So I had a look at different options, but I wasn't sure which one to pick because it's a bit like information overload, you know, like there are so many different options out there, like which one is the best for me? I ended up choosing a robo-advisor because after looking at different options, I, I found that bonds, maybe a good investment, but they don't have amazing returns. And because I'm young, it seems like a bit more of a defensive asset. And then I looked at ETFs and I was like, this sounds really cool. But then I was like, "Mm, I I don't really know how to open a brokerage account. The whole process seems a little bit scary. I don't know which ones to buy. And then I came across this robo-advisor called Stockspot. And I think that was the only one that they had um, at the time. And I heard about them and I heard that they do like diversify your portfolio automatically for you. So I decided, yeah, this is a good place to start. Like I'll just invest my money in there. Perfect. And where did you learn about investing? Was it something that you were taught at school? Was it something your family talked about? Where did you go to get that education around investing? It was really just learning online. I didn't really have any people that were investing in my life. Like my dad obviously like bought property and things like that. But at that age, you, I didn't have enough money to invest in property. And I always thought that I never would be able to do it because it's just cost so much money, right? So 
learning about investing was really just a bit of a journey for me because I, I initially thought like, oh, you need to have lots of money to start investing. But then the more that I learned about investing, the more that I realized that it's actually very accessible. But the sad thing is not many people know that, you know, not many people know that you can start investing with like $500 and not many people know about the benefits of investing. I think one of the things that really struck me was like the concept of risk and investing. So when I first opened up my super fund, which I think is the way that a lot of people get exposed to investing, they ask you like, how much risk do you want to take with your investments? And it sounds like like risk is a bad thing, Definitely. you know, like they make it sound like, because it sounds scary, like I don't want to risk my money. And so I think at the time I was tempted to say like the lowest risk but then after learning about finance, I, I realized that actually when you're younger, you can take on a bit more risk and have like a little and, and risk isn't necessarily a bad thing. It, it kind of just means that you do need to make sure that you hold on for it for the long term so that it can weigh out the ups and downs in the market. So, yeah, I hope I hope that sorry, I went in a much a bunch of different directions. No, absolutely. I think um, concepts like that, they can sound really intimidating um, at at first, but once you look a bit deeper into them, you realise it's actually quite simple. Um, it's just starting, which is the hard part. But I imagine for a lot of people out there, they might think, oh, you know, is there a website that I have to go to to learn about investing? What was it for you? Was it a mixture of re- your own research, podcasts, YouTube? How did you kind of find that community to learn about investing? So at the time, there wasn't, I, I couldn't really find any um, like big, like channels and and things that I think there there aren't as many as there are now, but I definitely was following like a couple of YouTubers that were just starting out in the space. Like Aussie Wealth Creation was definitely one of them, and I think it was just really cool to see like other people that that were young as well and maybe didn't have heaps of money or maybe were just ahead of where I wanted to be. Um, talking about personal finance, I found it really motivating and it's it's kind of hard, I think, when you're just starting out and you don't really have anyone to talk to about it. Like maybe your friends aren't really into investing yet and it's nice to have a community of, of people. Yeah. And I think it's so much bigger now. It is, absolutely. I think if anyone uh, is into personal finance on Instagram or on YouTube, you'll see that it's definitely a growing space. There's so much information out there now, which is really great. But if we go back to the origins of, I guess, your investing journey, I'd love to know why did you start investing and why do you continue to invest? So I started investing because I I learned about the concept of inflation and it sounds simple and I think I was taught it in school for sure, but it was never really um, drummed into me. And when I found out that actually, if you leave your money in your bank account, it's essentially becoming worth less over time because of inflation. So, and at the moment, our savings accounts, they're only earning from one to 2% at best and inflation is 2%. So if you leave your money in your savings account, you're actually kind of going backwards or you're just kind of staying where you are. It's not becoming worth more over time. So that's why I decided to start investing because like, in my, in my eyes, like anything was better than staying where I am or going backwards, right? Um, so I was comfortable to take on that risk. And that's the reason I still continue to invest. And also just so that I can reach other financial goals. Like I think being 
taking small steps in investing in personal finance, even though they don't seem like big things um, when you are first starting them. I think I started with just like um, making my lunch at home and bringing it to work to save like 10 or $15 per day. But those little tiny changes and then just investing my savings, they really, really added up so much over time. And I never would have thought I would be in this position today if I hadn't have started that. Like if I were to go back in time when I was just starting out and struggling and said to me like, Queenie, like you're going to buy a place, you're going to, you know, have a really good net worth, you're going to be comfortable, you're not going to be worried about money. I never would have believed myself because but that's the power of those small little habits and those small steps absolutely and I see a lot of people who haven't started investing yet but they want to they'll ask questions like oh how do I know what company to invest in or what share to buy but as as you mentioned before there are so many different ways to get started investing so of course you can buy directly into a company by buying a direct share Um, but you mentioned ETFs as well Um, so let's let's chat about what those different options are. So of course you can buy an individual share, you can buy an exchange traded fund, which has a mix of different companies in them. And then what about things like investing apps or different platforms? What do you, what do you think of those ones? Yeah, I actually haven't really tried any of the new apps, but they seem really good and really cool and sort of similar to when I was using Stockspot back in the day. It's just like an easy way to diversify your investments and kind of make it a bit more fun and less daunting. I haven't personally used them, so I can't really comment, but I think ETFs are something that I do buy regularly and I do love that diversity and just not having to think too much about what I'm going to invest in and how much because I'm just dollar cost averaging, getting the average return of the market. And it is quite a stable investment as well because even though there are ups and downs with the market, it's not like my portfolio was ever like negative 20% or something <laughs> like that, you know, it's, um, it's pretty stable. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think anyone who's listening, who's thinking, oh, I'd love to start investing, but I don't have time to read company reports and all that kind of thing. Definitely do your research into different types of investments because you don't necessarily have to be a pro to get started. Exactly. And talking about um, having an investment portfolio in the negatives, obviously no one wants to see that. So in your experience, what are some common investing mistakes that you see people make or maybe misconceptions around investing that you think should be debunked? That's a really good question. I think the the risk one that I spoke about earlier was probably an interesting concept to learn. You know, when you are young, it's, um, well, for me personally, I am comfortable taking on a bit more risk because I do have time to like wait out the fluctuations in the market. Whereas if you're like older, some older people generally buy like safer, more defensive assets so that they don't really have those big fluctuations of the market. I think investing mistakes are Some ones that I definitely made was um, investing in really speculative things that I didn't understand. So I started around the same time that I started investing in ETFs and things like that. I also started investing in crypto and I thought, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be rich because every time I would put money into my crypto account and buy more Bitcoin and some of the other altcoins, like the price would just go up and up and up. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I'm just going to like at this rate, I'm going to be like a billionaire. Like this is crazy. You know, like I turned $400 into like $1,000 or something in a couple of days. And um, I think 
that what I realized from that experience, so it went up to a really high peak. I invested, I think $4,000 in total. And then after there was this big crash during cryptocurrency during 2017. And um, I, my $4,000 investment went to $20,000. And then after the crash, it dropped back down to $1,000. And after that, I realized like, maybe I'm not a genius. <laughs> and maybe that wasn't the smartest idea because I invested more than I was prepared to lose. And I think that sometimes when I am investing in speculative things or when there is a speculative investment that's just going up like crazy, you know, it, everybody's talking about it. Everyone's excited about it. And you kind of get swept up in that emotion and you kind of feel, think that it's just going to keep going up like that forever. But it's, it's funny how easily people's perceptions about something can change when something crashes, you know, because I remember thinking like Bitcoin is the future, cryptocurrency is going to be everything that everything everyone's going to be using and, you know, and then when it crashed, I was thinking like, what the hell is this even? <laughs> like, why did I buy this? Like, you know, because everyone's like, oh, and then the perception changes. So I think um, now I'm very careful with what I invest in. I do like to invest in safer assets mostly. And then I do have like some small speculative investments, but it is very well thought out. If I lose like my crypto portfolio completely, it's okay. I've already factored that in. So yeah. <laughs> That's a really good way to do it. And I think a lot of people would have the experience of, you know, having a friend who's really into crypto and really pushes you to try it or is really into... Forex, things like that. Yeah. Um, I think if anyone's really pushing you to do something, uh, that's probably a good reason to be extra cautious with investments like that. Yeah, exactly. So for anyone out there who wants to start investing, maybe has been looking into it for a while, but is just nervous to start, what advice would you give them? I think just start really small, you know, like you can invest with as little as 500, I think even $100 now. Yeah, I, I would say just putting a very small amount into there and then just seeing how it goes so that you feel more comfortable with it. And then once you've invested a little bit, then maybe, you know, look at how you can invest more into it. But I think it is really important that you are comfortable. So I think for me, something that definitely helped was just investing a tiny bit because if I invested my whole savings at the beginning, I don't know if I could have slept at night, honestly. <laughs> so yeah. Absolutely. That's it. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Queenie, for joining us today. I think um, people would have taken a lot away from that and if people have any further questions or they want to check out your content where can they find you so i'm on youtube so that's the channel that i primarily kind of update with a lot of regular content and i'm also on instagram and tiktok so if you want to follow me there i also post content on there perfect awesome and that's all under invest with queenie yep that's right perfect well thank you so much again queenie for joining us this has been awesome thank you so much for having me thanks We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.